0: So excited to be here with this amazing woman and friend, Lisa Vanderbeen. And actually, I don't know if I've said your name out loud before. The last Perfect. name is that good? Okay. Perfect. Yep. I like Lisa. Yeah. But, ladies, for those of you that are joining us today, um, we get to talk about how your emotional health affects your body, soul, and spirit, and specifically. The reason this is so important is because when you're armed with the knowledge of how emotions can impact your physical well-being, including how negative emotions can sometimes be stored in your body, then you can be empowered to create new levels of breakthrough and transformation for your mental, spiritual, and physical transformations. That's why this is so important, right? So as you are joining us, we'd love to hear you hear from you. We are streaming on a couple of different platforms. This is also being recorded for our Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast. So wherever you are from, if you're interacting with us live, we will do our best to answer questions. If we miss something, we will definitely circle back because this is such a powerful topic. I have had the pleasure of getting to know Lisa over, I'm not great at timing, but I want to say it's been at least a year just because we have common friends, common groups and in, in in contact. Um, and I just love this topic and I love that I get to have the conversation because we'll, we'll go, go into this in just a second. I'm kind of jumping ahead, but for those that might already be thinking like, is this woohoo or what have you? Like, I love that we get to have this conversation with somebody that I absolutely trust that is putting it into, um, also biblical, like she, Lisa is rooted and grounded in, um, God's word and in our faith and our belief. And so to be able to um, bring this understanding uh, to all of us to be able to like that next layer deep It's just so powerful. So I'm really looking for this conversation. But let me introduce Lisa properly. Um, Lisa is a heart center trauma informed Holy Spirit led certified practitioner, coach and consultant. She is also the founder of Sava. Am I saying that right?
1: Sava, Yeah.
0: I I I also need to know the understanding of yeah. what <laughs> uh, Savah coaching and consulting, um, which is a biblically based and spiritually safe mind body healing practice. So Lisa facilitates healing and subconscious um, emotional pain using Holy Spirit empowered mind body tools, so that ambitious female kingdom entrepreneurs can finally experience greater impact, influence, income as you break through to your six figures and beyond. This is like we talked about this a little bit the other day. It really, again, first of all, as a reminder, we are called to kingdom wealth and kingdom inheritance to be able to leave that legacy. And also it's wherever you are at. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, you're at five figure months and you're trying to get to six figure months or you're at six figure years and you're trying to get to, um, Seven-figure years. There's, there's always new layers of discovery, right? And I can't remember if I was talking about that live yesterday or the podcast episode that I recorded <laughs> yesterday. But it's so important. So I also have to tell you guys because I was blown away when I read this because I don't think I knew that you have five. You I have do five kids that you're homeschooling <laughs> like that alone. Oh my goodness!
1: <laughs> Two have graduated, so I'm down to three. But my my second oldest is still actually helping me with my homeschooling, which is really, really awesome to have him in the mix still because um, he's helpful. got a really great way of just grabbing the big concepts and like narrowing down. This is the important piece. So, yeah,
0: that is so awesome. I love that. I love that. Love that. love that. <laughs> um, so we will jump right into um, kind of the elephant in the room because I know it's a common question that you get and I know that when I really started leaning into like, there's, there's more to this than just physical, there's no, like, there's something else going on. Um, I know (laughs) that I really had some questions about like, does this tie back to God's word and, or how is it? And so I know that the common question is how does the idea for one, um, of emotion being stored in our body aligned with God's word. And so I wanted to, um, I wanted to, you have such a great way of describing that, and then also I want to share kind of a couple personal stories, um, or examples where that I think are very relatable to help people understand. Like, there's really no denying that this exists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but share with me, like I've, I've, I've heard it. You just articulate it so well. So when someone is, is like when someone asks you that question, how does this tie back to the to God's word or? And or like, what is your frame of mind or what is your reference for that?
1: Well, I think the very foundation of it is that God created everything. If it works, if it is, um, uh, if it's possible, God created it. And the enemy comes in and he steals, kills and destroys. He distorts God's good gifts. And then as Christians, a lot of times we get scared because we're like, wow, this is in, you know, this is in part of new age or whatever. But if we are rooted in Christ, we know that we have the Holy Spirit within us. Right. We know that we're meant to discern the spirits. Right. So the way that I kind of approach this, and I'm kind of going a little bit side, beside your question here. We'll come back to it. But yeah. I just place that, ask him to place that filter over my mind. You know, yeah. Holy Spirit, place a filter. Help me navigate through this new thing and show me what is for me and what is not and then I feel safe because I know if I take those steps forward and it isn't what he wants me to do he's going to redirect me he's going to bring me back which is exactly what he did but I'll maybe share that later but um with the biblical you go back to that foundation of god made everything and then you just look i just look at there are so many examples throughout scripture where god almost like he won upped the enemy i think wow. of moses in pharaoh's court where i think it was aaron's staff but the the um he threw his staff down it became a snake the the magicians pharaoh's magicians came in they threw their staffs down they became snakes and then Aaron's staff Aaron's snake swallowed them all up god is like I'm bigger than you (laughs) You you've got nothing on me right yeah and then and then you look at Moses when um when the Israelites had this um I don't know what kind of sickness it was whether it was snake bites that were causing the poison but he had to craft a snake to put on his staff and the Israelites had to look at the staff in order to be healed. Well, that sounds like witchcraft. Yeah. And God told them to do that. We yeah. know that Joseph had a divining bowl, we know that Daniel interpreted dreams and did um right. like he did these things that we would label new age. And the difference really boils down to lordship. Yeah. Are you saying that God made this possible or are you saying that you made this possible cuz divinity is a big thing right now. Right. Um, you know, I'm divine. I can heal you and and you know Right. There's that nugget of truth in there. Like we are daughters of the king. Yeah. But it's we're him. not we're not God. You know right. like there's a piece he's in us but we're not him. Right. And it's that it's that lordship, really, that when you look at scripture and you look for evidence of, um, now, first of all, defining what is New Age, what is witchcraft, you have to yeah. have that understanding of those things. And then you can look at scripture and say, okay, do I see these things in scripture? And that's, that's like, this is all my mentors stuff. This is stuff I was trained in. So it's yeah. not original thought here, but that's what she found yeah. is that it, you see evidence of these practices in scripture. And the difference was, did God tell them to do that? And did they t- say that God led them to this? And then yeah. what was the fruit of that? Right? Like, yeah. It's, it's this whole trajectory of, I heard this, I did this, and this is the fruit. And if the fruit is good, we can trust it.
0: Right. 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 When you say, um, because honestly, I don't, I haven't looked too far into it, but what, where does it, and I would just say this, that I think sometimes where it goes astray, this is one of the thoughts that came up for me too. And, um, is that people have distorted it. Like you said, like the enemy, but I, you might've for me use this, this phrase before God gave this to me a, a few months ago, but enemy, like three S's is what he gave me to describe it. It's society itself. And mm-hmm. then of course, Satan himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then Satan takes the other two and amplifies whatever it is they're doing. So like from a new age perspective and, or when I really started leaning into like, we'll get more into it um, later on, but like the, the power of our mindset and how our brains work and all that stuff. There are people out there that have like really distorted this view and kind of made it about them or Mm -hmm. it's just in, so you do, like you were saying, I think that we get to discern what's the source, what's the motive, what's the Mm -hmm. ideology behind it, that person that you're listening to or that is speaking it. And, um, I love to cuz I've I've heard you say this. So I don't like I'm not taking it but it's like God's word is true and also it's not all inclusive, right? Not like not that we're adding things onto the Bible, but God clearly gave us medicine which now has evolved far like he didn't name things by name that exist today, right? Yeah. Is that making sense? And I know, you know that because that's what you've explained before. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, am I doing it justice by explaining it that way? Like, yeah, so like absolutely. Example, the word penicillin is not in the Bible, mm-hmm. right? As far as I know, because at that <laughs> time, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But it's still a tool that he has allowed to be worked in and through the people that originally, like, I don't know who originally created it. I don't remember, but uh, for us to use for healing today. So it yeah. makes sense that there are things that are not named that are used for our healing. So it really comes down to the motive, right?
1: Yeah. Well, and it's really interesting. So I'll go into that little piece that I said, maybe we'll talk about later. Yeah. My first experience with energy psychology, which is the like, scientific label, I guess, for the right. what, what I do, the different modalities that affect our energy. Yeah. Um, my first experience with that was an audiobook that I downloaded, and it had exercises. It had an emotion chart, um, and it had exercises that walked you through how to figure out what emotion you needed yeah. to release, and then yeah. how to actually do that. And I, I just absorbed it <laughs> over like two days, because I had been praying for like 25 years maybe at that point for like particular things to resolve like lord yeah. why am i still dealing with this and they weren't resolving and like i could spend hours in devotions in quiet time like i was devoted so yes. it wasn't a heart issue with me there was something else and this right. new this book it was the first thing that introduced me to that idea that you've mentioned that emotions are stored in our body can be stored in our body. And I was like, Lord, I don't know if this is true, but it's something new. (laughs) I have to try something new because what I've done in the past isn't working. These things are still, I'm still like, my emotions are still all over the place. And insomnia was another issue for me that, that I knew there was an emotional element to that. And so it was both things is like, I don't want the fruits of the spirit to flee as soon as my kids go crazy on me. Right. right. Like, yeah. I'm not setting the thermostat. I'm not the thermostat here. I'm the thermometer and I'm totally reacting. Right. To right. The, right. I don't right. want to be like that, right? And so I tried this new thing and the whole time it was just like, Lord, keep me safe if I know if this yeah. works. It's because you created it to work and I trust you and I'm right. asking you to keep me safe. And as I did those mechanical things, um I felt shifts. I felt huge shifts. And so um, there was, but I don't mention the name of the, the, that book anymore, because it, it goes outside of the boundaries that I've been taught when I went to do my, my healing modality. um, My, my um, mentor said, these are the things that are outside of bounds. So one of them is self muscle testing. Muscle testing is the understanding, well, it's not the understanding, it's the physical fact that you can test muscles in your body, and they will give you either a strong or a weak response based on the questions that you ask. It's like a computer that you program with zeros and ones, and your body responds the same way. And this book teaches that you need to self-muscle test, so muscle test yourself in order to figure out these emotions. And I did that. And then I went to my healing modality and this is like a few months, maybe six months after I found the, the book and she's like, self muscle testing is outside of spiritual bounds, not because it doesn't work. But because it makes you vulnerable to the temptation to think that you know everything, that you're subcon- like there's a new age belief that we're all connected. That's one of the big things about new age is we're all right. one,
0: right. the rocks,
1: the same as the trees, the same as God, same as me. We're all one. There's no hierarchy in the right. world kind of thing. And So by natural extension, my spirit is connected to your spirit. I can discern what you need if you tell me your symptoms and, and I can, I can use self muscle testing to figure out, or I can use self muscle testing to figure out what you need. And there's also um, people who will test like supplements and stuff to see what, what their body needs. And it's like, basically, my, our understanding from this protocol the spiritual boundary is don't test your own muscles because your spirit your subconscious doesn't know everything and right. so um working in that protocol um i've I've sort of moved on they teach they teach that um, listening prayer holy spirit led listening prayer right from the very beginning but an integral part of the first kind of levels when you're learning to to listen to holy Spirit like I went in there I didn't have any
0: yeah, I don't know what that is. I'm not familiar with it at all.
1: You know, muscle testing or the... No.
0: Well, I've heard of the muscle testing for purposes of um, food sensitivities.
1: Yeah, so, same, same same idea. Yeah,
0: same idea. And so... And I... But I, the Holy Spirit led prayer. Okay. When you're referring to that, I'm not sure what that is. So is okay. that a new age thing or is no. that a... No, okay. No,
1: no, no, no. Um, so when I okay so i i I mentioned that i had been praying for like 25 years doing devotion i would write out my prayers talk to god all the time sure but i didn't listen yeah so you know that so the progression in in my training was we start i i look at muscle train muscle testing as like training wheels in this protocol because you're always listening You're always like trying to, uh, you're asking Holy Spirit to lead you. So opening prayer is Holy Spirit, this is our prayer request, but we trust you and we ask you to lead us during this session. So the understanding we have is that the inspiration, the ideas that come to us, they're from Holy Spirit. We're trusting that Holy Spirit is leading us. And then we're checking in. Like if you were my client, I'd be checking in with you and saying, does this resonate with you? Does it make sense? Does it kind of hit? that emotional cord. And if it doesn't, then I'm asking questions, okay, what if you think about it this way? And we're kind of talking through it because we want that emotional cord hit so that it's, there's power behind it, right? It's, it's that constant um, checking in. And so the understanding is just that when we ask Holy spirit to do something, we can pause and we can listen. And um, so the, the I'm kind of bouncing around here, just, ring me in I if i'm
0: going it. too far off <laughs> no i totally get it but i, ha- I don't want to interrupt you but i do have a thought that kind of relates to that so yeah. let me know when it might be a good time to to share it with you the I idea, sure, yeah and it comes back okay it comes back to like the i was describing this yesterday also um that i think relates here and is more story-based first um to like for to kind of put our listeners in that position imagine um, a time and I'll, I'll share an ex a personal example so that it, maybe it's relatable and we can think like each person listening can think through how does this, how has this shown up for me in the past and, and, under, and, from, and look at this conversation from this point of reference. Um, but I believe an example of this, but Lisa correct me if I'm getting this wrong, would be <clears throat> I still have a very physical response to water in certain settings. Because I nearly drowned a few times mm. when I was like, before I was even 12, like mm-hmm. I two, and I'm pretty sure there was a third time, but two, I remember very, very vividly. So my, even though I've done mindset work for 20 years, even though I've been in God's word for 20 years, even though I've said all the prayers for 20 years, even though I know logically that even in that setting, I was safe. Like that, when it became very real to me that this was a physical response that was beyond my control, um, was an. And over the last, like, quick caveat, over the last several years, I've intentionally challenged my fears mm-hmm. and for things like that's one of the that's actually truly one of the reasons I started doing RCR racing was to challenge my you know hesitation for heights, water, all these things. And so I had. Um, an experience where I successfully jumped. I want to say it's like a two-story building. I feel like it was that high. I might be wrong, but I feel like it was that high. And then you jumped into like a lagoon, basically, that they just oh, wow. made. There was divers down there. I know, it does sound kind of stupid <laughs> in hindsight, but it's perfectly safe. It's in one of the Tough Mudders and whatever. So I was able to do those things and and get through it. However, two years back, I think it's one has been longer than that. Anyway, I, maybe three or four years back now, and this was well after all of that. I went kayaking with my son. I think I've shared this example with a couple of you before, but I went kayaking with my son. Getting over the water, I was scared. I was having a physical response. I was coaching myself through it. And so I managed through it. And we get off to where everybody's getting out of the boats and we decided that we were going to snorkel too. I had no concept that this would be an issue for me. Mm-hmm. As soon as I put the snorkel gear on and got in the water and tried to put my head underwater, I had a visceral physical response, Mm -hmm. even though I logically knew that I'm safe. I'm okay. Like I'm in calm water. There's no sharks or anything. (laughs) There's no valid logical reason for my physical body's response. And I also had no control over it right Mm -hmm. in that moment. And so thankfully I'd done years of coaching and I, you know, my son is never going to let me like anything happen to me. Okay. I also like quick caveat, I, I didn't teach him how to swim because I didn't want to put that fear on him. And so yeah. he's a strong swimmer. So I also knew like, he's not going to any big dude at this point. So <laughs> He's not gonna <laughs> let me drown. And yet yeah. a very physical response. And so that is an example of where energy is stored up or another response would would be um you know i have scenarios in my life of very uh what is like the common term for it now is narcissistic and or or, like emotionally verbally abusive and like borderline got close to being physical abusive way way many 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 years ago but even to this day i thought that that was done and whatever um i have had an experience with somebody where it wasn't that situation i like I could pretty much hold my own. And I know that logically with anybody. Mm-hmm. And yet my something triggered that same physical response. Mm-hmm. And so those are examples. And the reason that's so important is because, um, and I, am sure you see this in the work that you do, Lisa, it's like, those are obvious. Those are aware. Mm-hmm. Well, even with the, you know, that the physical response, it took me time to realize like, it's actually not that person. It's the reminder of the other person from yeah. you know 20 some odd years ago that is somehow being triggered in this situation, but mm-hmm. it's not about the person in front of me. And so I only know that because I've spent so much time, right? And, so, and that's a very physical, obvious way, but how many times do these things show up that maybe we're not aware of? Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing when you were talking about that I was thinking, you said like, you didn't, you weren't listening, right? When mm-hmm. you were trying to pray and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that God has impressed upon me is it's, it's not, for me anyway, in different seasons, it's not that I wasn't listening, but it's the, you know, I describe this, we have a connection between us and God. And if you imagine it being a hollow pipe, the things that we have put into it, whether knowingly or unknowingly, like our distractions, our disruptions, our sin of falling short, because we all fall short every day, all of those things puts gunk in the pipe. Mm. God's voice, by the time it gets to us, is distorted. So even when we're intently listening, what went into the pipe comes out differently until we clean out the gunk, right? Mm -hmm.
1: That's a great analogy.
0: Um, Total God gave that to me, I'm sure. And it's
1: so interesting because just this morning I was talking to a client who was um, just expressing how, uh, as we did, like, it was just an expression of, you know, these emotions, I'm feeling more like my emotions are kind of going. And, and I said, that's actually a really good thing because when I got um, the onboarding form from this person, it was like, I'm, I'm, you know, I have medication, I'm taking medication. So my, your emotions are just dulled. That's just what yeah. happens when, when you're dealing with this stuff, they, everything gets dulled. And so you're not used to those emotions going anymore and it yeah. was very much a, um, you know, progression. So as as we've done a couple sessions now, and um, this person has been tapping through the exercises, they're noticing my emotions are going. I said, that's actually a good thing. Like yeah. as much as we don't, it doesn't feel good necessarily in the moment. And we can adjust, like, how do we how do we cope with this right now as we're moving forward? But I said to this person, it's like you're, um, you're, you've got this brook right if you think of a brook and it's it's a log jam of a whole bunch of sticks and debris same kind of like oh, yeah. illustration what you yeah. had right but just yeah. i it was the same thing you you start get like clear this log jam so i'm, I'm yeah. taking the extension of that when you clear right. that log jam there's still all the debris that comes out right and so yeah you can, the particular emotions we were working on. And then everything else kind of comes with it. And and the goal yeah. is always completely clear, which would be the same thing with the pipe, right? You want yeah. that that connection clear. And that's what happens. Like when wow. I went to the training, you know, it was the muscle testing helped me because um, the muscles are answering your question. Is is this true? Or or like there's certain questions you ask, but that muscle says yes, no. That's how you figure out what emotion you're working on. And then It's like something triggers and all of a sudden you're starting to know before the muscle responds what the answer is going to be. And my understanding is like that muscle testing is training wheels. And as we're listening for like we're asking Holy Spirit to inspire us, we start to get sensitive to the spirit and know, okay, this is this is the emotion. And and it's not a it's not a response to symptoms that you've been told that you're looking at a chart thinking, oh, this is the emotion that fits. No, it is a it's an energetic thing where you start realizing, okay, this is it. And the the more I've gone, it's like, I know my listening ears, my ability to listen. So maybe as you're talking, like, it makes sense that as I cleared out that debris, it was also easier for me to hear. But the muscle testing was like that bridge. While I'm not listening, I'm not able to listen and recognize your like, um, still small voice really yeah right? because yeah. there was times where it was like huge okay that was a huge god moment kind right of
0: right right but
1: now i'm listening for these little still yeah. voice right yeah. and, and that so when i'm doing sessions when you when i'm talking about holy spirit led and empowered it's like i'm asking holy spirit lead me to what this person yeah. needs, because this is the prayer request, but we trust you. We know what is going to unravel the things that, yeah. you know, um, yeah. so I, I love the example, the stories that you told, they're perfect examples of it, because that's the whole point of the mind body exercises. You can do all the mindset work in the world. But if those emotions are stored in your body because of times where you almost drowned or like the height thing, um, you'll have children yeah, yeah, who've fallen out of a tree and they don't even remember it. But as adults, like my mentor told the story of this woman who was terrified of elevators. And I don't know if it was stemming from, I think it was stemming from like falling out of a tree at one point, but she corrected that through the mind body exercises. Yeah, it was, it was releasing stuff and she was able to move forward
0: yeah and the other thing that comes to mind about like not being able to do it on yourself that i wanted to mention just because based on like the like our community and who tends to listen to me i talk a lot about blind spots and it's the same yeah. thing that's why you can't do it on your own and I, you'll hear me talk about it a lot even when it comes to coaching like yeah. i think i just even said this in this week into to something it's like um in some instances maybe you could do it on your own but why would you want to right why I would mean. you it's taken me 20 <laughs> years to get where i'm at i like i'm not sure where you originally started but that's been years yeah. and decades Why would someone want to take the time to try and put like and push off the result, push through, Mm -hmm. push off the breakthrough, right? And sometimes even then, like even in my journey and your journey, people have stepped in to shine a light on the blind spot, right? God uses us in community for that reason, right? The other thing that comes to mind, Lisa, and I I think um, it's helpful and relatable to a lot of the women that. a lot, not all, but a lot of women that um, I get to work with and or like listen in and uh, connect with us through this community uh, struggle with going to food instead of going to God. Mm-hmm. And so I was just talking about this to um, a client the other day when it comes to that specifically um, where you were saying like it, your client was getting the, the emotions were starting to come up and, and all that kind of stuff because medication numbs it out. It's super mm-hmm. important for people to understand food numbs it out also mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. having for those of you that are newer i didn't even introduce myself if you're just joining <laughs> in and you're not familiar <laughs> with me i am absolutely former overweight atheist corporate girl turned mm-hmm. jesus 11 fitness freak um entrepreneur for 13 years now but part of a big part of my struggle was emotional eating and i was tied for that to that for so long Um, and that is really where God led me in this discovery and this understanding of like that for me, that was one of the things I was doing to clog that drain. And my point here is that, okay, so once the drain is clear, now you're going through, like once women start overcoming the, the habit of going to food instead of God, now they're actually feeling emotions that they've not yet felt before. Mm-hmm. because they they're used to avoiding them or numbing them out and so then you you get to learn how to actually recognize those emotions which sounds like you have a faster way of making that like a way to expedite that right because it otherwise it's it's a process to be able to learn how to recognize your emotions mm-hmm. and then actually work through them versus numb them out stuff them or mm-hmm. what have you because Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's like when we're numbing out, stuffing them, they don't just not they don't just disappear. That's when they show up physically. Right.
1: Yeah. So um, basically, the understanding around um, emotions being stored in your body is that during times of trauma, the Lord comes in and he says, I'll help you through this this way. Okay. And so it's like, I'll give you these tools. And a lot of times it's like overwhelming and it feels like it's too big and we don't trust God like we should. And so this is all subconscious. It's not like you're consciously going, I don't trust you, God. It's this subconscious three-year-old child subconsciously saying that doesn't feel safe. Yeah, I need to feel something safe here. And so the enemy comes in and he lies because he's a liar. And yeah. he he tells you, I'll do this for you if you do this. Right. Yeah. And so the understanding we have the way that my going to my sessions, what yeah. we do is actually release those. And so if you agree with the enemy, that's when then emotions get stored in your body. So it's like, mm. I'm agreeing that medication is going to fix this. And I'm not speaking against medication. I'm just saying that right. you know if if um, if we don't know how to cope, if we get overwhelmed right. by our emotions, sometimes we need that medication and I'm not speaking out against it. But right. um, you know when we're when we're not able to this is sounding bad. Cause it sounds like I'm going to No, no I hear you. Not. The way I've
0: described it in the past is we there is a real chemical imbalance that's going yeah. on too. So sometimes you need medication while you learn how to cope.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, so, but in that, in the, in the, the underlying thing that overwhelmed you, um, you, it's for food. Okay, so we'll go to the food example. That feels like a better one here. But if you're choosing to to eat food, it's like food is going to fix this. And so what I would see is, um, okay, all of these emotions came up, maybe you had circumstances like um, the, the example I give for a theme of of work that we're working on is like at seven, your best friend moved away and you felt abandoned and lonely and sad. At 12, your dad left your mom and you felt abandoned, sad and lonely. And at right. 16, your boyfriend broke up with you and you felt abandoned, lonely yeah. and sad. It's a very simple yeah. example. And they're completely different circumstances, but there's that theme where yeah. the emotions tie together. And if every yeah. time you have that kind of trauma moment, you go to food, Yeah. You're like, food is my comfort. Food is going to fix this for me. And there is an agreement there. There's a lie that the enemy has told you. Food is going to make you feel better than navigating this with the Lord. Right? Yeah. And and then you agree, okay, I'm going to eat food every time I feel triggered this way. So then we have those trauma moments. Yeah. And then we have the trigger moments. So things that remind your subconscious, hey, remember when that terrible thing happened? Yeah. Yeah. This is like that. You better eat some food. Right. And so yeah. we end up with these coping strategies that totally change who we are because yeah. that's not who we would have been if we had been, if we had had the tools and the skills to navigate that in a different way. And right. so during the session, we, I, I hear Holy Spirit tell me, okay, they, these are the emotions abandoned, lonely, sad. Those are the simple example, but those are the three emotions right, we're right. going to release. We release them so that we've dealt with the physical aspect. And what that does is reduces the stress on your subconscious so that your subconscious doesn't kick into fight, flight, or fear or freeze, like fight, fight, freeze, or fawn. Those are the four. Um, It doesn't kick into that trauma response of protecting you. Right. And so then we're able to get to that inner healing piece where maybe you couldn't have gotten to this thing that says, oh. I eat food because of these things that happened when I was 7, 12, and 16. Like, I'm 50 years old. Why am I responding to these things when my my best friend left at 7? It's because your subconscious is like a computer. It keeps a catalog of everything that ever happened throughout your life. And you need to address these things. You need to acknowledge this work was significant to me. Yeah. And it's your feelings. There's not, feelings are not good or bad. They're just feelings. Right. And when we don't acknowledge them, that's where the processing, that's where the ongoing thing yeah. is. So the way I look at it, um, oh, so I'm just going to finish the session. So yeah. you release the emotions and then you go to prayer. Like you use all of the information, all of the, um, so as you're releasing the emotions, you're asking Holy Spirit to like, these are the situations that I think I'm dealing with that this bring up this emotion and then Holy Spirit, is there anything else that I need to be aware of? And then we kind of look at the stories that have come up. How does this all fit together? And how can you see that you are relating throughout life? How do you, what habits do you have now that tell us, okay, this is what I, what the enemy told me, this is what I agreed to. And now we're going to go into prayer and say, I confess that when these terrible things happened, I agreed to feel these things and I, and to do these things that have this habit in response. And I revoke that. I repent of that. I revoke all of the rights that the enemy has. You can't attack me that way anymore. And then we're asking Jesus to come in and correct all of the things that the enemy did. And so the final piece um, is to actually receive those, receive the blessings that the Lord wanted to equip you with during those times of trauma receive them and and on a spiritual like supernatural spiritual level um and through mind body tool so using the same kind of tool that we use to release the emotions we're actually using to receive that emotion so that our body believes that it's ours and our subconscious is fighting and blocking those blessings right Um, and so my understanding is okay we have this session that's taking care of past emotions that have been stored in our body. And then we need to figure out how do we process? How do we, how do we keep working with these emotions so that we, like you say, we can recognize them and we can feel them and we can process them and release them. So they're not getting stored. And it's not an ongoing healing need. It's just, uh, we live in a broken world. Yeah. (laughs) stuff is always
0: going to kind of happen,
1: right? Yeah. It's going to happen. And so, um, so I have like, a, a different tools that we'll use between sessions that help people build that sensitivity to yeah. feeling the emotions wreck because you're constantly naming your emotions, what you're doing this work. And then you start to recognize, Oh, this right. is what this feels like. Right. Yeah. And, um, and, and building that habit of working through them. And it's really cool. What I've noticed as I've done this is that I know how to process my emotions now. And it's not wow. like I consciously went out and had a, like, learned how to process my emotions. My body just knows how to process my emotions now because it's done it so many yeah.
0: times, right? This, was, this is what the, the crazy thing is about... Um, too when we say your our our body knows, like when you start going into this understanding, and I know like most of our listeners, like that's why we're here downloading information, because I know most people, most women, like a lot of our people are entrepreneurs that are that are building their their kingdom business or helping Mm -hmm. someone else, like, and or moms, like every single role is uniquely just as is uniquely important. Um, and also, they don't necessarily have the time to nerd out the way you and I love to nerd out, right? <laughs> uh, because this is just part of what we do, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You obviously are, are gifted in the the body, like you take things like a, a layer deeper, right? Um, and I love that. My point is, is that the, the concept and the understanding that God really gave us this brain that operates very much like a computer. Like mm-hmm. our brain, yes, we have soul yes we have emotion we have his spirit in us and then also our physical body is a machine it is very much like a computer and so um that kind of bleeds into i just want to really quick touch base with you lisa make sure you're okay on timing because we kind of i'm I'm good had some tech issues but this is such a great conversation (laughs) um uh kind of bleeds into that leads into the next next question that i wanted to ask you and that is um we were we just like, I uh, touched on uh, visualization, right? Mm-hmm. And the okay. importance of visualization, and how being able to have this understanding actually helps with that. So kind of to lay the groundwork. Um, one of the things that I teach within my programs is the power of visualization. And again, I've done um, different episodes about how this relates back, but like the, the primary verse, I, I don't even know that it's primary, but one of my leading verses for me personally is Habakkuk 2, 2, and 3, where his word says, write a vision, make it plain, write it on tablets so that they can see it, so that he who sees it runs through, totally paraphrasing by memory, um, <laughs> yeah. so that even though it tarries, you can be assured that it is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And then other verses, scripture that talks about God's word mm-hmm. is a return point. And then, of course, all of this is based on the understanding that Um, Because you're listening to us right now, we know that you are a Christian woman who is doing your best to seek God first. And by doing that and then abiding in him and him and you and delighting yourself in his ways, by following this path of scripture, you are connected with him. You're doing the best. You Mm -hmm. might have gunk that you need to clean up like we all do, but you're doing your best. And so therefore, you can be rest assured that when you have a vision on your heart, whether it's for your health and your your well-being, your business, Whatever aspect of life it is, that desire was actually given to you by God, right? The verse that sometimes gets quoted is, um, oh, I'm getting it backwards with another one, but it talks about, you know, delight in his ways and he will give you the desires of your heart. I might get the first part wrong, but it's not like all of a sudden your nature wants to win the lottery and then you go win the lottery. It's because you've done all this like intentional being present with him Mm -hmm he gives you he puts those visions he puts those hopes on your heart right Um, but like i always say we get to be active participants in that he also just doesn't hand it to you in a silver platter because he's a loving god and like we all know what happens Mm -hmm. when things are just handed over to people right they're not cherished in the same way when you've done the work to be a to to be a recipient of that right Mm-hmm. Um, and the process is part of who you need to become in order to be that person that can hold space for that and all that kind of stuff. My point is, um, we one of the ways that I teach this and the importance of it is that our brain is also wired to God created our RAS. I'm pointing at the front of my brain because that. Uh, I won't go into it, but uh, <laughs> there, there's a an easy term to follow is a reticular activation system, our RAS system, which is like this beacon, this beacon, this honing device that is focused on whatever your brain thinks is important. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, if your brain thinks something is important, it's going to show you more of that and less of what it thinks is not important. The problem mm. is that if you're not intentional about what you're giving it as a target its target is everything you've already known and one of its second mm-hmm. jobs is to keep you safe and everything you've already known is safe even no matter how uncomfortable yeah. it is known is safe change yeah. is uncomfortable and scary so yeah. therefore if you want to create a better future You get to first create that better future by obviously being in connection with God, being all the we already talked about, but then giving your brain that target so that your thoughts, your beliefs, and all of that align. And I I set the stage for all of that because I'm really curious, Lisa, I know that you have the same perspective, but how do you apply that with the work that you do? How is the Mm -hmm. the work that you do supporting that?
1: I absolutely love everything that you just said because I'm like – I have to listen to this like three or four times because oh, that articulated God. why you it is going back to my name, Savah. Yes. That is why. That is why I have that name. I so love I it. explain it now. Yes. So it, I think it was around 2019 I found a Hebrew teacher that I started listening to on Facebook and I started to become a um and introduced to the idea that, you know, scripture's a translation, it's an English translation. Yeah. And what he says is, you know, Hebrew, ancient Hebrew, there's maybe 7,000 words, and English has like a million words or something. So when you're getting these English translations, they're very particular in their word choice. Yeah. But Hebrew is very much intuitive. it it goes with context. Yeah. It leans into Holy spirit kind of like, what what am I feeling? Like the context means in this situation and to me and where I am kind of thing. Like that's where we say like scripture is God breathed and it's good for all of these things because it's intuitive. Like we, we receive different things from it. Okay. So around that same time I was taking, um, uh, it was actually justina ford who had a a workshop on imagination and i was just like i love this idea this word and i want to know more about this and i I want to know what the hebrew word is so i went back to him and i said what is the ancient hebrew word for imagination and he says sava and it was translated as hope in um hebrews 11 verse 1 so I'm going to, faith, faith is the, oh, I'm going to have things not seen. Thank you. It's like, yeah. I have said this thing so many times that it's just totally blanked out in my mind. Right. But the faith in there, it's like faith brings our hope into reality. Basically, yeah. is I think how passion translation kind of grabs it. But he said, when the translators of the King James version translated it at that time, they had a deeper understanding of that word hope. What it meant was divinely inspired imagination. That was their full understanding of that word. So basically, Saga is like divinely inspired imagination. And so I just love that. I'm like, oh, and like what you were just talking about, the verse from Psalms where, you know, he'll give you the the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in him, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so when we use our imagination, yeah. And we're meditating on scripture and wow. we're we're focusing on all these good things that God does. And we're like having conversations with him and all these things. He's inspiring us. Yeah. He's divinely inspired. And that's why yeah. the desires of our heart fit in line. They're in alignment with him. And that's why we get them. Yeah. As like, unless. And that takes me back to how you were talking about even when it is, um, you didn't use the word delayed, but it was like that, you know, he gives us this promise or we sense that he gave us this promise. We go, we can visualize it. We're going for it. And then there's some kind of roadblock or we're like our path veers or whatever. And we're like, what I thought I heard. And if we keep going back to that vision of Lord, this is what you showed me. Like, this is what I'm trusting. And, and my thing is give me peace to release right. that thing if it was first, because sometimes things are for a season and we're yeah. meant to go forward. Right. But give me peace if it's for a season or just show me what, like, yeah. do I keep going here? Do I keep leaning into this? Because sometimes that delay is for our benefit. It makes us stronger. Yeah. It's that resistance, right. That makes us right. stronger. Um, right. Reminded of Abraham who had this promise of his, his multiple children as many yeah, as the son right, right, right. The and then yeah. he's called to give up Ishmael who who wasn't the son of promise he had to send him away then he's told to sacrifice Isaac and right. he had to wait how long before he had either one of them and he literally had to give his one and only son yeah up, right yeah. and and sometimes that's part of the journey is like yeah we need to follow the Lord and come back into alignment so draw that back to how I use it in my um, in my work, is after we've done this session, the exercises that I give you, well, first of all, when you're releasing the emotions, the, the whole thing is you're asking Holy Spirit to inspire you with the situations that he wants to work on. So something comes to mind, first of all, and you're like, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel this emotion when this happens. And then as you so, in what you're doing with the mind-body piece is that you're holding a point on your body, a point on your head. And um, I can explain that letter. I think we're running out of time. So I'm just gonna, this is the way it is, yeah. explain it elsewhere. But you hold these points and then you just think about the situation and you feel that emotion. So what happens is you're holding those points thinking of situations and and you go in with one situation and all of a sudden three more will come to you and yeah. our our understanding is we ask holy spirit to lead this session so if it came to your mind right it's because he's inspiring it's divinely inspired so you're yeah. constantly using that that yeah. divinely inspired and even visualization like it's a different kind of aspect when you're releasing but you're visualizing what happened in the past and you're bringing it back to right. mind because it's there's something scientific about like and I, I don't know the science behind it, but there's something there where you when you bring something to mind, you can re redirect your like neural pathways and stuff. Yeah, that
0: um, yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's part of what what you're doing here, but it's an emotional redirection it's we're yep. changing the emotions because we're releasing them and then we start visualizing so when you're receiving you're holding different points but same kind of thing at point on the head point on your body and you're visualizing what is it going to look like or first of all you're receiving from the Lord okay Lord, pour into me. What does it look like when yeah. I have this anticipation? Right. When I have right. this excitement for the future? Yeah, um, and it's very specific, like particular emotions that you're receiving—hope, right. all of those things, right? And it's related to you released this, yeah, released fear. Now you're receiving anticipation. Like there's a direct correlation to these fear. things, yeah. The and as you're receiving, yeah. you're imagining, Lord. You're saying, Lord. Fill me with this thing and show me what it looks like when I'm operating in this thing. And yeah. then between sessions, you're you're doing an exercise that's encouraging that visualization. Now you're you're tapping using a different tool. You're you're tapping on points on your your, your face yeah. and your body and imagining what it looks like when you are fully walking in this emotion right. like when you are anticipating so you're waking up in the morning and you're ready to go you're excited about all the things right. that are happening that day and then we're evaluating it's like okay when you started this visualization ex- exercise this is how you could see your habits practically how you were right. acting like you say you you want this anticipation but are you waking up with anticipation in the morning right. And you you kind of do the subjective things like no I, I really wasn't anticipating anything I was dreading the day so the, I could it at like two you tap you imagine and then you evaluate that again okay and it, this it, it's like what's the hope how hopeful do you feel that you can embrace this emotion now like mm-hmm. do you feel anticipation and and the the desire the hope is that it's going up on the scale every single right. time you tap. And then you come back and you reflect, like the next day. Okay, right. we did my actions? Did I practically walk this out? Did I feel yeah. anticipation? And and you're you're practicing and you're learning and it's building that habit of feeling anticipation. So it's going to go up and down, but we right. want it to get to the point where it's like at a steady high level, so that you're actually right. practically embracing these. Things. Imagine
0: like um, a staircase. Right. And it's like as you do the work and as you become that I call it being a student, not like I can't do what you do with clients at all. But what I mean is like with what I do do, I talk about being a student of your mind and body, like Mm -hmm. observing an objective Mm -hmm. observer and applying it to the work that you get to do. Where was my emotion? What was my intent for my emotion? Did I live that out so that each step like you you normalize? that place mm. in which you're in.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. Right? I love that. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so awesome. I have, I feel like we could talk forever. I know. <laughs> I know. We might have to do a part two. But yeah. you have this uh, really cool and I want to make sure we have enough time to to really talk about this because you've offered our community a free gift in part of this. This is actually we were talking about this before you guys and there's so much greatness to this um, tool that she is gifting you guys to uh, but the the aspects that I think will um, resonate for the majority of you is really just one segment of it, and that is. Why don't you go ahead and explain it? But it's it's a tool of um, I I want to use the words, but correct me, Lisa. Kind of working through forgiveness, maybe even yeah. recognizing it and then working through it. So yeah, um, I made that
1: challenging for you because I don't have a name for it. <laughs> Perfect description <laughs> of what it is. So it's okay. It's just. Um, it's a, it's a brochure. And in the brochure, it includes a forgiveness tool is what I call it. And so basically, um, going, the reason why I offer this is because as part of releasing these emotions, forgiveness is integral. It's it's like, if, if that emotion is stuck and it's not releasing often, what you need to do is go back to forgiveness and it's, it's learning. Okay. Do it's discerning in this moment. Do I need to forgive someone else? Do yeah. I need to forgive God Yeah. or do I need to acknowledge that God forgives me? And I want to just explain that a little bit because, you know, we can have this um, understanding that God doesn't do anything wrong. Well, of course he doesn't do anything wrong as believers. That is integral to our understanding, right, right, right. Him, but we are dealing with our subconscious.
0: Human yeah.
1: Human nature. Your subconscious is like a three-year-old child And I want
0: what I
1: want. I did something wrong. It's like the little child in the store who wants something. Mom says no. And now mom is the big bad guy. And this three-year-old child is angry.
0: Yeah. And
1: each person perceives things like that differently. That could actually be a trauma moment that they have stored some emotion around. And if, if we identify, if taking that example further, if we identify that in a session, and we identify it was um, anger that was prevalent right, in the right. thing. That adult might have to say, "I forgive my mom for not buying me this toy." And that's a really simple example, right, right. yeah. But, but it's 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 accurate. It's a possible yeah. thing. It hasn't come up, but it could because right. your subconscious has held on to that anger. It's the meaning and that we give it and yeah. you agreed to the enemy with your 3-year-old little understanding yeah. you agreed to behave in a particular way like maybe yeah. you you vowed that i will never let anybody say no to me and i'm going to push 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 until yeah. they until they say yes and so we would have to unravel that anger yeah. in order to unravel, to confess and revoke that, that, vow, that's a huge part
0: of that. The
1: habit. Yeah. But in order to unravel the anger, you might have to say, I forgive my mom in the yeah. same way. Our subconscious, like there are big hurts. Like how could God ever let this happen to me? If he's a good right. God, how could he let this happen? And I don't have the answer to that other than to say, as believers, we trust him. We know that he will work whatever the enemy steals, kills, and destroys. He can work that for our good. If we get to the place where we can let him do that and anger would be something that would stand in the way of that. right? Right. And so perhaps in that situation, just, um, the simple thing like tapping on your middle finger is, is where you tap for forgiveness for God. Yeah. And it would be just, I forgive you, God, for allowing this big, huge thing to happen in my life, yeah. right? And, yeah. and there's a bit more to the exercise, but sure. it's simply tapping. Like, so there's a body piece. Well, and like this is,
0: I this just is, want to interject really quickly because this is so natural to you that it yeah. is, quote unquote, simple for you. I and know. So natural <laughs> to you that it is just this, but this is a super powerful tool. Yeah, um, Oh, absolutely. I wanna make sure that our, our people grab it and then also by that, they'll know how to get in touch with you directly. Yes. Um, yeah. I know that you do have availability for one-on-one and you're also creating, a, I call it containers like that um, for this environment too. So there's a couple of different ways for them to connect and look into it further. And I do want to plant the seed too, before it leaves me, like, because I had not recognized this in, in myself until just a couple of years ago. And that is sometimes the forgiveness is needing to forgive yourself. The Absolutely, version that was of yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's, I forgive myself. God forgives me or I forgive God or I forgive this person. Yeah. And, and all four of those have a different, um, different point that you're tapping. And, um, and and speaking out because the other piece is you're 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 t- tapping on this point in your body and you're speaking out a statement that right. you repeat because yeah. there's there's power in the spoken word in verbally yeah. articulating it's like what it is you yeah. need to forgive right and um, yeah. repeating it it's yeah. really interesting yeah the re- repetition is like kind of like drilling it in <laughs> to your yeah. system we're yeah. coming into alignment with this
0: yeah. Um, so, well, you've already repeated, and this is one of the things that I teach within my programs. It's like whatever thoughts and beliefs that have gotten you to this point, when I work with women, they've been thinking, believing those things for five, 10 years. And so it's, it's built this really, really deep trench, right? Yeah. And so you're not only trying to jump out of that trench, but then you're trying to create a new one. So it yeah. doesn't just happen in an instant, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that. And so I will uh, drop the link, whether you're listening on YouTube, it'll, I'll, yes, I'll put it in the description of the, the YouTube, of course, in our community, um, faith, fitness, and freedom for Christian women entrepreneurs. We will drop it in the comments below. If you're listening to this on our podcast, it will be in the show notes so that you can get in contact with um, Lisa Vanderveen directly, and of course, take advantage of this amazing tool and opportunity that she's given us. So, thank you so much, Lisa. I really feel like we could go on forever, but I want to <laughs> honor your time and, and also give everybody this. We went through a lot, <laughs> and it's so awesome. And I want to make sure people really absorb that. So, mm-hmm. um, thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah. it. May I just uh, say a quick prayer for you?
1: I would love that. Thank you. Yes, you're absolutely. welcome.
0: Father God, I just I thank you for your presence today. I thank you for just the connection that Lisa and I get to share. Father God, I thank you for um, I, the words that come to mind was just hand a favor, Father God, over Lisa's life and the directions that you have led for to Father God, and for you to bring this awareness, Father God, of how to connect our physical body. Um, with our emotional and spiritual well-being, Father God. I believe that that is a powerful tool and gift that you have given Lisa, and I thank you for that, Father God. I thank you for the time that we've had together, Father God. Father God, I ask that you just put this message in front of every woman that needs to hear it, Father God, in their perfect moment, Father God. I think all women need to hear it, but in the perfect moment, Father God, um, let them be divinely led to you, uh, to this message by you, Father God, and let them hear... Just as at the wall, Father God, let them hear the words that you need them to hear. Let them hear the message that you need them to hear, Father God. We ask in the name of Jesus that Holy Spirit just um, interpret for them in a way that is meaningful and powerful. We lift all these things up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Oh, you are so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're going to end our broadcast, ladies. And uh, regardless of where you're listening to, you can always, um, like I said, join us on the Facebook group, Faith Fitness and Freedom for Christian Women Entrepreneurs. And I'll drop my links in all the places too. So bye for now.
1: Bye-bye.